0: You don't need anyone. Your success, your survival, and your security depends upon you. Welcome to the podcast of Mario Beckett, where I'm going to share with you my personal and professional story as a combatant, 1,800 consecutive combat days. I saw all pain, destruction, uncertainty. Then I'm going to guide you and show you how the true communist intelligence services operates. I know I've been there. And I as well share with you crime investigation techniques, interrogation and investigative techniques on this podcast. Tune in. You'll be glad you did it.
1: Mario, I'm... So glad to so glad to have you back, uh, for another another week of episodes. Today we're talking about misinformation, disinformation, and workplace investigations. All in this one episode. Can you tell me when when someone says the words misinformation, disinformation, what does that mean?
0: You know, we quite often hear the word misinformation and disinformation. Uh, they often use um. Uh, Interchangeably, and only one letter is a difference. Uh, difference is, sorry, uh, the difference in just one letter. It's actually creating the entire new scenario. The difference between uh, misinformation and disinformation, it's intent. So, misinformation uh, it's it's a false information as spread regardless of intent to mislead. While disinformation it's more. Um, uh, Talking about country, about economy, about government. So it's an uh, intent to destabilize the country. So misinformation, quite often, can see it uh, uh, on the internet, social media, and people are quite often confused. So it's not disinformation. Disinformation is always usually uh, utilized, it's a, it's a part of the intelligence processes, and uh, it's in, against some state. This is a military, it's a police, it's an economy. It's a government. So it's a difference. It's in intent. So that's the crucial word. That's the difference between misinformation and disinformation. The Soviet Union and uh, Stalin, uh, they, they builded a book uh, called Desinformatia, which was based on an old book in, uh, in power, uh, sorry, in, uh, in Russia, uh, which was uh, based on a uh, on a on a on a story Potemkin villages, I'm not sure you ever heard. Potemkin villages was you know is being built the villages uh, for the uh, for the Russian leader Catherine the Great, and saying that it was very important to understand that to try to impress her. So even today that jargon Potemkin villages reflecting the governments actually making the story uh, fictitious, so they don't exist. So it just looks beautiful from the like a facade. And, uh, 1978, um, Romanian secret police, uh, defector, um, he went into the, uh, French, uh, Fre- uh, be- surrendered to the Fran- French, French uh, intelligence services. He spoke about this book, Disinformatia, which was basically being used This disinformation as a key element of the psychological warfare. So saying that it's very important to understand misinformation. It's usually all around us while disinformation has been calculated. By other government to stabilize other government and all echelons of the government or uh, the pilot pillars of the of the of the government. It's military, it's a police, it's economy, agriculture, whatever it is. So we are all need to understand difference.
1: So I can explain that difference in layman's term, I guess. Mis- yes, mis- misinformation is you know, someone might say, "Oh, so and so said this," but they don't have, have the full facts, or it could be spread on social media and done done unintentionally, right? But disinformation, for lack of a better word, is, is propaganda. Um,
0: yeah, that's correct. So, so misinformation its in regards can be false or to mislead, while the disinformation it's designed to destabilize the country. It's calculated intent to establish the country which is usually go uh, against the pillars of the society of the state it's a government it's a military it's a police uh, emergency services so which one is easier to pick it up but that's the differences and we are you know you team and I we also run with the misinformation so daily basis and that's the that's a tragedy because people have the tendency to read everything and anything and mostly that's difficulties are uh, to understand what's the real information, what is not information.
1: Uh, A mentor and and, um, one of my my first bosses used to say to me, the worst decisions are made off little bits of information. So what what comes to your mind when you hear that quote? I've got another question off the back of that, but worst decisions are made off little bits of information. How do you interpret that?
0: We all have the decision-making process in our head and, you know, I will not go in statistical, statistical uh, approach how many bits or terabytes or kilobytes our brain can uh, process. There is a say there's something like a 40 billion kilobytes per second that our brain. I will lie now, but that's something like I heard, something like this. So, but we all, depending on information, we can hear it or see it uh, and the difference it is in intelligence work, intelligence analysts they're gonna have the uh, information which they need to analyze so its a two prompt addressing that uh, that information it's a source reliability and information validity which means who's told you this information so you know is this that sources are uh, credible and and the same goes with information it's a, it's a valid information and we are going to do the decision making in rush rather than just sit there and analyze that information because every information has the value. It's it's tangible and has the value and when we have the little information tendency is that we're going to, they, we're going to rush into the decision making and quite often that decision will not be beneficial for us so i always say people when you hear something try to analyze this information and try to assess the information so source of information and valid information so who passing this information is the coming information that's very
1: how do we val- validate validate how do we validate information if we're really powered by emotion so we might hear something and go okay um even even something as simple as like a stock stock tip right you might get a stock tip and then you have the rush of do- dopamine and motivation like i need to act now i need to act now but then that's not the right thing to do or on the flip side you get misinformation on a on a mission and it or, or misinformation in a company um more specifically and probably to to your expertise at the moment how do you not then make decision like because the snap decision when you're basing that off the emotion is then based off misinformation, disinformation. How do we deal with all of that? How do we not go ahead and make a snap decision and then actually evaluate it like what you're saying? Um, So, so, so with all of that in in case, what is your, what's your response there?
0: Well, interesting question. And thank you, Tim, for asking this. Um, Dear God, I'm just, answering like a politician, but it's a, it's a very valuable question for one simple reason. Information can be given to you. You can run into information or you can find information. So you always need to put in same position. Do I actively seeking for that information? If I know that I'm looking for information which is going to be beneficial for, for my decision-making, then I need to find the source. Now I'll come back to this later. Secondly, does information is given to you by somebody. They need to ask you questions. Why was giving this to me? How this person is going to benefit from that information by giving to me, not how I give. Because don't forget one thing. When somebody comes to us with a plan, they have the plan about us, for us, and what we're going to do, how we're going to do it. So when somebody comes to me with a idea, you know, we should do this, this, and this, and this, and this, in my head is always, okay, so this person already had a plan. Combine me into that plan, not outside of that plan, but into the plan of that person. Send me the in information. When somebody provides you information, you know, like it be casual talk, conversation with somebody with friends or, you know, family members. But when you are some, some event and information comes to you, so most probably it's the most genuine way you're gonna learn about something because why would that information find you, you know, <laughs> except if you're not, you know not a part of somebody else's plan. And thirdly, you find information. That's mean you're reading, you're researching, and you know it's quite often you know it's a retroactively searching for information. So you connect that information with some event in the past, and then you can do decision making. So if we're doing seeking information. Validity of information is considering source. Let's start with the first. Credibility of a source. Well, most people are going to go and do the search on the internet. When they do search on the internet, they will search first couple of articles. So we all know how the SEO works and, you know, it's a conspiracy theory or something like this. So we don't think, we have a tendency to think clearly about uh, content, but what actually our uh, brain wants to read. Now, is this source for six months on the internet or is it sixty years, that magazine, the reputation? They need to check uh the the, the author of that of that of that of that text, who, who wrote that content for that article. I, I'm not sure It can be uh you know somebody who's twelve years old, twenty-two years old, or fifty-two years old, or hundred two two years old uh, uh journalists. But the bottom line is you need to check who is the write of this article, who is journalist. Then you need to check the references inside of this article because opinion-based, everybody can do opinion. Tim, you and I can, I can have your opinion about your podcast, but that doesn't make me expert? No, not at all. Now, the validity of information is very simple. Uh, it's more practical and, and easier to search. Validity of information is, is this information really relating to the topic of my research? For example, I can be today in a train and overheard conversation. deliberately purposes, somebody says something to me, as you say about um, uh, stock exchange, and I heard. So first, I gonna ask myself: okay, why did why I was heard that one? And secondly, even if I wanna go further, validity of this information it is reverse engineering of source. So validity, it's. Where this information comes from, not who created information. How is this creation? The source source is usually a website is a company, company, organization or individual. Is it does the individual has a credibility? That's as well. As I say, when you, when you do the due diligence on author. does a, this author has credibility? When you look at information validity, does this information has a, uh, any valid points? Or is it just opinion or it's just a uh, fiction? And that's very easy to spot because once when you read some article, some information, you need to do reference it back so you can see that authenticity and you see the credibility. So validity information, how the valid that information is. Maybe it's information was going to be in six months time important. Well, most likely we don't use this one, right? So it's all her says, but right this very moment, that information is being presented to us is a valid. Does the content corresponding to the search of information I need for, for my decision making? How simple. did um how important was the right information
1: in the civil war? And I guess how how was both sides playing disinformation? Because really, like a, a civil war is, is cause against cause, right? So, you know, you need to get as many people on your side of the cause as the other. So both are, both are disinformationing, you know, both, both sides, right? So what did you learn about this whole process in your time during that civil war? Both on the, um, this is disinformation and then the, okay, this is how I validate that and go, well, no, I'm fighting for this reason. What, what, what were those things that you, you discovered during that period?
0: Uh, very important. During the war, like my experience, this information was, was a part of daily life. And I will say um, when the defender says something, obviously purpose for that purpose for that information is to increase uh, morale, to lift the morale, the uh, fighting spirit. When the enemy does this, enemy is going to, do opposite, to crush your morale, to crush your uh, spirit, and so on. Um, in the times when I was, you know, in, in a combat, I was in uh, the early 90s, there was no social media, <laughs> there was no internet, and uh, it was a difference You need to watch TV. And usually uh, I saw that this information was usually being targeted, you know, playing psychological games with your brain. and. Um, it is difficult to you verify this information is it truthful or not. But certainly every disinformation is related to the intelligence of your enemy or your competitor. So you already know that something there is happening. Uh, not entirely picture. <coughs> so what are you creating? It's, uh, it's a, like a illusion. Right? It's like a Houdini. The elephant goes to the wall. So simplest terms, it is when competitor knows has some valid intelligence, useful intelligence about your corporations or in a war, they will create the content in such a level to go against, uh, their enemy in this instance, us with the content, which is going to be psychologically very hurtful to us. So for example, I do remember in, in early 1991, um, uh, when the, before the war started on, on a big, large scale, it was all this uh, media um, hype, you know, like they say they know this and that, and most often uh, was be taken out of context, conversation and created a big uh, news. When, the, how the war progressed, uh, enemy will have the tendency to show the superiority over us in training in weapons, and morale, and everything else, <coughs> which was difficult for me uh, to understand, you know, how they have all of this we don't have. But, um, you know, as we spoke about this, you know, we've been trained. Don't believe it was being said because, you know, there's a purpose why they're doing this, to play with our mind. But I, I witnessed many times that people will be uh, casting doubts Doubt over their capabilities and, and and the purpose of the of the being the party. Yeah,
1: exactly. Why why should a company, you know, because now 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 in in what you do in a day to day basis, why should a company be worried about misinformation disinformation? What are the, what are the concerns around that? That I guess. You know, shake them up, Mario. Shake them, you know, shake them up a bit here. Like, why? Why is, is it like? Oh no! Like, we're we're fine. We, you know, we we um we don't get misinformed. Yada yada yada. Why should they be concerned? Let's let's kind of shake them out of that.
0: The way of how the corporations used to be dealing with information risk management are in the past. Uh, risk management itself, it's in the past. We witnessed it in Australia, like we are 16 months um, uh, with the closed shutdown borders. And the true news corporations used to be getting from multiple sources. And the one of the sources, I always said to clients, um, we all can collect information from open sources, but the most best way is to collect from on the ground, which means, you know, you can go to the city and you can see address of that building or do the employees work in that building. So, you know, at least you know who you're dealing with. In case my company was being approached with company XYZ in New York, right? And, you know, they want to do deal with me. But how do I know that they exist? So, you know, you can collect information by, you know, collect information of a company through open sources and see that's the building, employees, and, you know, I do research over there. Now, this is being limited and limited in such a severe way that we depending on uh, information from the internet or we can... Um, any other open source intelligence, uh, internet, you know, the TV, the radio, the newspapers, it's become difficult to go there. So what corporations need to understand that uh, post-COVID is going to be even more painful because while we can reach somebody, they can reach us. There's always the way. And as I mentioned before, our organization will become the flight, flight in the sense that, you know, we don't need to go anymore, fly from here to, let's say, to UK. You know, they can reach us via email, they can reach us via web, They you know, people hacking each other. So everything is flat, point A to point B. So it's very important to understand that information's collected today maybe don't be valid tomorrow if you don't have the reliable source of information and if you can't verify them there is a problem and we live in the this now at this age the age of the COVID pandemic where we have the little or no access maybe just the limited access to something to see it and verify information and I say to corporations um you need to find a way to verify source and validity of information. If you cannot do this, don't go in a business. Otherwise, you know, call me and I explain to you how else do it.
1: Yeah, that's um, because it comes, it's it, it's both big scale and little scale, right? Some someone could just come into my business, for example, and they could be like, well. Um, you know, Tim. I think I think if you partner with me, we're going to make millions of dollars in sales, and that's because of my track record of this, this, and this. And they could hype it all up and be all be all excited. But if you really actually dig under the surface of what they've actually done, and you realize that that promise is actually not valid. And again, one of my mentors would say that the more somebody um, embellishes on what they're saying, the more they talk, and the more the more the more they're actually like hyping it up. Actually, in actual fact, the less they they actually know and the less you should trust them like if they're if they're too excited that 's almost misinformation itself isn't it
0: well absolutely look the misinformation is always going to be useful to somebody somebody somewhere somehow, and misinformation is a part of you know how many times you heard you know I heard information from who from from somebody you know somebody told me, but i don't remember. I, I can't buy these things. I can't buy these, buy these things. When somebody says to me, I heard from somebody, from who? I don't remember what that means, that information, it's not, you know, accessible, it's not... Source, it's obviously, you know, imaginative frame. <laughs> and the little of that information is zero because, you know, how are you grading information? So it is important to... To miss information, to take it sometimes... Uh, in, in a different direction as a reverse engineering and that's we elaborate a little bit later, uh, sorry earlier I apologize, a little bit earlier why would somebody share that information with me? This is the question most of us don't ask ourselves even I feel sometimes on on, on those tests like information will be given to me but then you know I will overheard or something I forget but Sometimes I will hit information and I will jump so ecstatic. Hey, yeah, let's go do it. But it costs me. I mean, not not much, but it costs me. Some, somehow it costs me. It's a financially or, you know, it's, it's, it's a sleepless night. So it's very important to understand that information, you can seek information, you can find information just by accident, or information is going to be given to you. And that third one, it's very dangerous. So... How do you want it? information? You want to see, seek information. You want to search information, use the all legal and lawful means. You want to use open sources of intelligence to, to access information. And then you can verify source and valid information. However, if you'll be, you know, happy, if you heard something, let's go do it this. It's always too good to be true. That's what it means. It's going to cost you more. Can you give me an <laughs> example?
1: Um, you don't need to say the company name, but but a, a broad example of someone who has failed to not do the research and not um, validate information, and then it's it's cost them. And then when you've done your work, you've gone in and gone well. You know, it was because of this, this, and this. Do you have any examples? Maybe even in your—I mean, you sort of touched on one there for, for yourself, but but maybe there might be a more exciting example of a case study. Um,
0: I'll give it the, give it the, give it the, give it the, give it to one of the simplest examples: uh, employment. Employment—it's a—it's a great starting point. You don't need to. Um, it's a tendency in a humans, and um, that's what I learned: intelligence for. Um, humans have a tendency to believe when something's complicated. When we say things are very simple, um, we believe that that's a lie. And if we try to co- overcomplicate things. So with employment, you know, there is no secret. People uh, alter their resumes just to get a job. Now, most of corporations they fail to do proper due diligence. Now, if you don't do proper, professional step by step due diligence process of the employee regardless how small or big they are like what I'm trying to say like you know somebody on a lower salary to the highest salary sometimes the people with the lowest salary can cost you more than somebody on an executive team not all employees are genuine and not all employees are employed they just to work they maybe work for the competitor or they work for you know some other organization so due diligence in employment process, it's so crucial. But most of the corporations fail to perform due diligence because they are very uh, conformative, they 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 enjoying the the process that they've done before. Couple of reference checks and team. Honestly, if I created my resume, I say I'm PhD in such and such, I done the greatest thing in podcast, I created the greatest podcast. For example, this is figure speech. Oh, i never on, done the podcast your, you're in my on life. Your own right now, um, this is the yeah. sec- <laughs>
1: second episode. <laughs> on, right? yeah. So, yeah, that, yeah.
0: Yeah. so I'm looking. i looking for them to be uh, the podcaster manager. Just it's a invented role, and called the uh, Tim Binland. and Tim. I said, Tim, you're gonna get a phone call from the XYZ company. Say, yeah, Mario was working this and that. First of all, you, you vouch for person name and, you know, you know, he doesn't do the good job, but he done good favor to me. I done favor to you. And I in that company and I fail and I can this cost this company ex- extraordinary amount of money, time, reputation, and list goes on. So if you don't check that one, and this is the information. So this is always said to comp, uh, my clients, the problems doesn't appear out from nowhere. They come to the door, they come out to the door. Because that not necessarily need to be something stolen on a USB stick, but you see it, you hear it, and you can create a picture. And, and some employees, they're very well versed in for, for, for these tasks. So this is the one, the best examples I can give you at this very moment. Employment. It's a first step in protecting intellectual property, theft of the data, cybersecurity, and all other elements. Because the human firewall, it is the most um, weakest link in any organization. People, People forget one thing. Everybody loves to talk about intelligence team. Everybody loves to talk about information, that people understand information. It's difficult to understand information today. You know, every time when you get information, I get information. Either, you know, we want this information or we had given information as a part of somebody else's plan. Uh, and, uh, you always say when you seek for information, you need to be the spy. A spy must be a man of integrity, but yet must be prepared to be the criminal. That's the, that's the thing. Most of the uh, entrepreneurs or corporations don't understand. You know, when you have misinformation, disinformation. As we spoke, you know, uh, misinformation. It's 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 nothing new. Potemkin villages. You know, the it's 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 a first written document about disinformation. Stalin took it later on, a couple hundred years later, converted into disinformation book, and and you know. West will never know that about misinformation or disinformation how the functioning if the that, that R- Romanian uh, secret police uh, official didn't escape to the France and the French interrogation unit you know find out this thing and told them 1952 this book has been published now imagine in this situation you and I right now how difficult it is for people to make a decision because they are overwhelmed with uh, uh, with with informations. So how do you know what's right what's wrong I just need to put system in place semi for corporations it's become difficult it's gonna be even more difficult because we can't we can't verify information in some other country except what's being told us or shown to us so you know today with um, with the, my friend uh, it was a good conversation but then I realized how much uh, even you team you know like i, I admire you for that I, I told you this before uh lockdown is not normal you know in communism there was no lockdown so you've all been in a happy lockdown in one country right <laughs> uh you never knew nothing better so but lockdown puts you on the test you me and everybody and exactly, lockdown showed resilience and showed the character of the person. I always say that it's hard, you know. It's nobody, nobody walks around and, and chasing the unicorns and, and the rainbows. It's, it's difficult, but at least if you know the purpose of your existence or what you're doing, purpose, not just key objective. Key objective is the goals, but purpose, then everything is easier. So today I found it difficult, even you know. Um, to converse because I want people to be happy and you can't make everybody happy.
1: And let's just wrap this one up with just a last last question.
0: Yeah, yeah okay. No, if there's
1: something you want people to know, particularly corporations, um, yeah. but anyone when it comes to misinformation, disinformation, what is, what is the thing that you'd like to leave people on? Maybe a quote, maybe a phrase, maybe something that that is, that you really want them to know about, about
0: misinformation. Look, the best way to fight misinformation, it's the same like you, you investigating fraud. Create your own modus operandi system. It's very simple. You have the source information, uh, modus operandi on this information. For example, um, you know that newspapers, ABC usually write about this and this and this. This is a journalist. Store that information. And then compare information you find sometimes on internet against those in your most operandi. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Mario Beckes podcast. I'm here with you on your journey. You're with me on my journey. If you have any questions, likes or dislikes, feel free to contact me on my website www.mariobecker.com.au. In the meantime, I wish you a safe and pleasant journey.